What is up Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school and community that is uniting and activating light workers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the Academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. And I feel like accessing the sacredness of life and actually how beautiful it is and how blessed we are to be experiencing it comes through relationship uh, and, and experiencing ourselves in relationship with others and experiencing others and their beauty and our differences on a human level and our similarities on a deeper level. So deepest motivation is to come into to deeper connection whether it's getting the house on the, the shorefront and the nice car so that we can feel like we're enough and thus then we can connect with others of course we're already enough and that's a limiting belief that we were not enough to begin with but like we're all in our one way or another trying to prepare ourselves to be enough to be worthy to come into connection and the, the truth is we can just go straight to the connection we don't have to build all the the external things around us that we think we need to be loved or that we think we need to be worthy. But life can be so simple when we realize that, uh, that we can just go for the connection. We can just go before. straight for the connection before buying the, the BMW and having the house and being married with the two kids and all the things that society's told us that we need to do to be successful, to be loved and thus to be worthy of deeper connection. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to the Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. This is The Ascending Journey. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at TogetherWeAscend.com and your host of the show. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. We are all seeking to experience deeper levels of connection with others. But this begins with the depths by which we have met and the relationship that we have with ourselves. And our guest in this episode of the Awaken podcast understands this and speaks to this in some profound ways. And I've had the opportunity and pleasure to experience this firsthand because earlier this year, Greg Barwick became a mentor of mine. And I'm just, so deeply appreciative for the way that he's already supported me in my own personal journey and for him having joined us in this episode of Awaken to share with us this understanding. 
So in this one, we deep dive into some important terrain, including the topic of the masculine and the feminine energies that are in a constant interplay in all of our relationships, but also both of which exist within us. And how by bringing these into balance, or another way as Greg would describe this, going from head to heart and coming back to nature, we can find a sense of harmony and wholeness within ourselves, a state in which will allow us to bring this sense into our relationships. And when we come from this place, not only will we experience deeper levels of connection with others, but we will also approach our relationships as the opportunities that they are to both give and receive. Because as Craig will better explain to us in this one, relationship is such a valuable tool to better understand and experience ourselves. But again, this has to start with the relationship, the sense of self-love and wholeness that we find within ourselves, which are all things I believe this conversation will support you in. So that's a little bit of what this conversation gets into. We also get into some very powerful stuff around observing and shifting our belief systems through accessing the emotional and energetic trauma that resides on a subconscious level. Another area that Greg has a profound understanding and skill set in. So if you're looking to find a sense of balance and wholeness within yourself, begin to observe, clear away, reprogram your beliefs in ways that allow you to consciously choose the life you create and access deeper levels of connection with yourself, and with all others. Now why don't you stick with us for this episode of Awaken. This is my conversation with my friend, my brother, and a mentor of mine, Greg Barwick. Brother, now that we have eyes on us, the world can see us, let me publicly express my gratitude for our connection <laughs> even before i talk about thanking you for being here um let me let me just thank you for the way in which you have already supported me um in just these short few weeks of meeting you getting to know you um you've already quickly become someone that i look up to and see in qualities that I aspire to more fully embody within myself. And so I guess what I'm thanking you for is being that inspiration, being that role model, and for all the love and support you've already shown me. My pleasure, brother. It's you know having an opportunity to connect in with you and what you've been what you're about and where you're going in the future, man. It's uh, feels like an exciting future for you. So um looking forward to being a part of that. I do agree that I foresee a exciting future for myself. And I think one of the reasons for that is I'm blessed to have the opportunity to connect with 
individuals like yourself that inspire me. Um, more and more, I think that sense of community and camaraderie is, um, is coming into our experience. And I know that you are a part of the ground crew that is co-creating that for this world. Yes, yeah, well, I suppose you could look at it in that way. Yeah, it is quite a big thing that we're all partaking in right now. And there's also a very individual journey as well. You know, obviously it's where our heart's calling us as individuals, but yet as we follow our heart, I feel it connects us all on this bigger global scale of an unfolding that is happening on a more humanitarianism level. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So why don't you kickstart things here for us by telling us more about what's been transpiring for you? I guess another way I love to frame this question is who are you and why are you here? Mm, okay. <laughs> I love it. Big questions, brother. Who am I? Mm. So I'll, I'll just go with the, the straight answer. So my name is Greg Barwick. I live here in South Australia. Um, got a beautiful wife. We've been married 12 years now and it's on our hearts to share deeply about sacred relationship. And we've known for some time that there's something really special about our relationship and our journey. And now more than ever is a time to share and to, yeah, just to open up our relationship even more with the world and obviously ourselves as individual, but also this relationship because the quality of our lives are determined by the quality of our relationships. Yes, I have an intimate relationship with my wife, but that's the foundation for uh, you know every every interaction that we come into. So this is where we're getting called to at the moment. Uh, who am I? I suppose I am changing so quickly these days that it is like, you know, to put, put a label on it is quite hard, but I suppose you could call me somewhat of a relationships coach and a, a mentor for embodied business owners. They're two areas I'm playing in right now, but I also uh, work within men's work and supporting men with their mental, emotional health and to aspire to bigger dreams. So there, there's some of the areas I'm playing in. By no means do they define me. <laughs> there's so much more that happens than that, but um, there's some of the areas where my heart's calling me into right now. And, yeah, I suppose, like, on a deeper level, I'm just um, – I've always been a very sensitive guy. Um, misunderstood that a lot growing up because of the, the dogmas around men and the way we uh, were, were framed up that we were meant to be you know, stoic and not uh, being able to com compete with other men and being able to push forward and being able to always get things done. Um, and the sensitivity within me that I used to shame and push down has now become my greatest strength. So, yeah, this is something now that I work with and it allows me to be able to feel people, to connect in with people. And that's really where my passion in all this is, is being amongst people, connecting in. Uh, learning more myself as I grow in my own journey and sometimes even using some of that learning that I learn in my own journey to share and to support others that are also looking for that next step and you know we, we can play these this guide for each other at different stages of the journey uh, as we have walked up different mountains from one another and we know the way how to guide each other up and 
that's what I'm partaking in at the moment. So, uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, and, yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking, my friend. Mm. I find that you're... You're, you're able to look at all that you're doing um, with that, that clarity of purpose. But you mentioned something there that was important. That is, you don't define yourself by this. And to me, the, the power in that is you stay open to more to come through you when you don't box yourself in using these these labels and these definitions. And so I appreciate and honor that in you. And I know that a lot has been pouring through you. I mean, I've gotten to witness it firsthand. Um, but I guess these are just but a few of the areas that you feel called to, to share on specifically. What, um, in terms of the work that you're doing, um, tell, us, tell me more about, tell us more about the world of what's, happening um what it is that you've been creating mm, absolutely so the the latest unrolling and the latest evolution of our relationship work and i had talked about my wife and myself having this relationship that has always just had something special about it and it's always been mentioned by people around us um, the, the latest evolution of the relationship has been to bring a men's and a women's journey together and to make a, a journey of sacred union for, for men and women to be able to journey through. So that is currently what is unfolding. It started only two days ago. Um, and we've got a big, beautiful group of people in that group. And really, this is a journey for men to walk on their own pathway, to connect in with other men, to connect in with their heart, taking themselves from their head to their heart, starting to really feel themselves and open up. And also to reframe their beliefs around masculinity. And then we have the counterpart, which is what Karen, my wife, is running called the Embodied Queen. And this is a journey for women. Um, and so obviously, it's about the whole evolution of some of the, I suppose, uh, features or some of the more important sections are around sexuality and owning sexuality and owning pleasure for uh, them, themselves and really coming into their self-worth into their self-embodiment, also once again activating and feeling their body. So this has been the latest uh, evolution as it pertains to this, this relationship journey that we're on and bringing these two counterparts, these two parties where the men and the women are journeying separately and there's also then this integration period in the middle where they're weaving over and learning from one another because whenever we come together with open hearts and open minds into spaces, there's massive change that happens without needing to learn or needing to uh, heal uh, purely by giving people the space and a loving container to come into and to set up a little bit of a, to build a bit of a map that guides people. There's so many uh, layers of shame and, and uh, this dysfunction that are stripped back by being amongst people that have big hearts. So this is, this is really, I suppose, at, at the depth of it, a evolution process for people. Of course, we know uh, that, you know, this masculine and feminine energy integrating at all levels of our awareness is the importance, bringing balance, bringing ourselves back into nature. 
that is the highest purpose of the program. But then on a on a very practical level, uh, it's it's men and women healing their wounds with one another and being able to come into unity within their relationships, within their households, um, and starting to stop uh, the transfer of intergenerational trauma to the next generation of little men and little women coming into the world when we can start making you know, the family and the relationships between men and women are much safer and that there's levels of responsibility that can be taken. Um, it, it allows a, a deepening and an initiation and a safe housing for these little people to come into the world. So um, there's multiple layers that are carrying out through this latest sort of transmission of uh, this divine masculine, divine feminine, you know, sacred brothers, the embodied queen journey. Um, and just like we were saying before, it is on a very personal level for us of what we feel to bring through, but we can also see how it's connected in with a bigger framework that is currently unfolding around the world. Um, and it's there's there's a transmission that is being given to many people right now, and I just almost have this vision of a globe, and there's all these little networks, these little power stations that are connecting up. So by no means is it our like our program. It's it's like something that has landed for us for us to be guided by, and we're just the ones that are are playing with that space and taking the guidance and and bringing it through. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what is currently in this space for us. Um, I can also, I don't know if you want to ask questions about it or if you want me to speak to Creator Academy as well, which is more of like an entrepreneur and leadership piece. Let's go deeper into the the healing taking place um, in Mm -hmm. the masculine and in the feminine because I definitely feel the call towards bringing greater awareness to this. Um, Mm -hmm. So we, we led into it with the way that you're bringing to this world, but let's better understand these concepts now um that that term those terms even in itself masculinity and feminine the feminine energy um Mm. divine masculine divine feminine um maybe even paint us further further deeper insight as to what you mean by that because it gets you know those terms get used quite a bit in the spiritual space but what what does that actually look like? What does that feel like? What is that? Yeah. So to me, what masculine feminine energy is on a base level is is alignment, is balance, is nature. So we have both masculine and feminine energies within us, whether we are male or female. And my understanding and my teaching and my guidance is when we bring these two into balance, in Tantra, we call it inner union when we come in, come into one space and we have both parts of us activated and, and balanced that we can come into alignment with ourselves. And I suppose on a very tangible level, when we are f- fulfilled from within, when we have this balance, this inner union, uh, there is a lot less craving of things external from ourselves. We're not outsourcing our power all the time, thinking that something external from us will make us happy. Uh, we're not looking for the external counterpart of the feminine. If I'm a man and I'm integrated um, to a certain level, I'm not looking for the external feminine to complete me um, because I I already feel a level of completeness in my being. Yes, there is a human level that there is. It's beautiful to be in the dance of a relationship, but it, it comes from then we can enter relationships from less of a needy place and 
and we don't need to need people externally to complete us, but then we can start to actually choose them. We can start to choose to be with people and to share the abundance that we've already cultivated within ourselves with another. So that's the, the foundation for how I feel to frame up masculine feminine energy within an individual. Um, when we start to come to some more mastery over that within ourselves, we can dance with our partner to create polarity. We can dance with other individuals knowing where they are within that spectrum of masculine and feminine. And we can uh, oppose that energy to, to either soften, uh, soften and create intimacy, to collect, create polarity and intimacy and sexuality. Or we can also polarize in terms of dropping into our masculine energy and work alongside uh, in like a brotherly energy to get things done, to get things activated. So like those two masculine energies working together. So yeah, we can get we can get caught so much up in these two different energies, but they're just really two different labels to help us understand how to navigate um, our internal world and how to bring ourselves back into balance. And really what we're talking about within ourselves is also reflected through our all, all of nature. And that's why so many spiritual teachings or so many teachings in general um, speak to nature and observing nature and how it is in balance and nature being a way of bringing ourselves back into balance. Because also reflected in nature is this perfect balance between masculine and feminine. You think about the, the river, like a, a beautiful big river, the banks of the river are the masculine, they're the structure. They're the one that's holding and supporting and creating space, holding space. And then you've got the water, which is the feminine element, and that's the flowing and it's being held and it's it's expressing and it's ever-changing and it's moving. So, yeah, and once again in nature you see the tree and you've got the big uh, the big stem of the tree or the, or the trunk of the tree, which is the masculine holding the structure and, and the pillar. And then the, the fruits... And, and the, the tree leaves being the feminine, which is the growing and the moving and the shifting. So it, it's really just like a reflection of nature within us. And when we start learning that we are nature and releasing so many of the concepts of the mind and the frameworks that we've been given, that we have to, that we've been taught that we have to try to live between and we come back to nature from that, coming from head to heart would be another way of saying it. There is a, a balance that happens within us and then a symbiosis that starts happening with us and the external world that comes from this internal balance. So that is the, the, the basis of masculine feminine energy. Like you can get into it being a spiritual concept, but it is also a very practical and like 3d concept. That is what lot the very building blocks of life are masculine and feminine and so he is this this primal body of us and these, these primal energies so yeah wow yeah it's uh well i love the uh the analogies and the observing of these energies in in nature those those visuals definitely i've never heard it being put that way and it deeply resonates i i love the the river the banks and the flowing river in between um because it, it really is all there right the masculine being that Absolutely. container holding the the flowing essence of the feminine energy um both of which of course as you're elegantly speaking to exist within us now i also love the um 
the way that you've painted coming back to nature being synonymous with head to heart, a, a shift that I know a lot of people are speaking to. How does one invoke that shift? Yeah, I think a really powerful part of my journey was when I was working with and, and reading a lot of Eckhart Tolle's work and uh, who is a spiritual teacher. If you don't know him, he wrote a book called The Power of Now. And he, he says this statement in that book saying, you are not your mind, you are not your thoughts. Yeah. And you're not your emotions. And he talks about the ever-present moment, like being right here, right now in the moment. And from that place of being grounded in the present moment, how we can become the observer of our thoughts, become the observer of our mind and become the observer of the emotions. So suddenly, as we practice this over time, of course, like all things, we need to start building new neural pathways, new connections that will fire and wire together. But we can start to then really find a foundation um, of being able to orientate ourselves from this observer position and almost rise above, not disassociate from, but rise above the emotions and the thoughts and become the observer of what is coming through. Uh, and also from that place, not identifying with the thoughts and not identifying with the emotions so greatly. Because a lot of the thoughts that are going through the uninitiated mind and what I mean by uninitiated, when we are born into a world um, such as we have when we're born into a family, we take on their whole belief structure, their whole belief system. And what that means is you can grow up with a whole belief system um, that might tell you that uh, this is what it means to be successful. This is what it means to be happy. This is what relationship is. These are the things you should do. These are the things you shouldn't do. And then the next house over from you, the next, like the next door neighbor, they'll grow up in a completely different belief system uh, that tells them potentially the opposite things. When we realize this, we, we start to realize that, hey, I'm not actually these things that have been given and handed down to me, these beliefs, these thoughts. Um, I'm not fundamentally these things. They were things that were given to me after birth. I am the, the one that was before that. And by coming to the present moment, we can start to observe these different belief structures which we've been given and handed down. And in, in such a way, we, we are disconnected from them enough to be able to start laughing at some of the things and seeing the commonalities and seeing, wow, I really sound like my mum here or I sound like my dad here and start to really choose, well, what do I choose for myself? Yes, okay, some of these belief systems work and they're in alignment and in integrity with the way I want to live. Uh, but these other belief systems around, say, relationship or around my abundance or around my worthiness, hey, they really are not supporting and helping me in this lifetime to achieve and experience my own greatness. So I really feel you, you asked, how do we start to uh, how, how do we start to grow and, and move forward? I feel the first step is awareness, is becoming aware of and becoming the watcher of these these thoughts um, and these emotions that arise from us, having a, a, a certain amount of separateness from them, so that we can um, observe them. And then at later stages, it becomes a journey of integrating 
some of the emotions and some of the traumas in the body, which is, is that I feel is the next step after the awareness comes online. Because I feel until we have that awareness, um, we, we just get dragged into our emotions and we get lost amongst them. Uh, we find it hard to navigate that space of uh, past emotional events that come up in our mind uh, when we haven't trained the mind how to focus, yeah? When we haven't initiated ourselves into a world of where we are in control and our mind is the tool for us to use rather than the mind using us all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the awareness of those belief systems, those traumas that open up way to, to put in the work and being able to mm-hmm. observe it from that disidentified space, that seat of the soul, I like to call it, yeah. allows you to more effectively choose, you say, right? But first it's coming into that disidentified observer state. Now, is this, so again, I want to to just reiterate that this is a process by which we, we create for this shift from head to heart and we I want to tie it back to bring balance to these polar energies within us, uh, the masculine and the feminine. Um, I do see a, a need to go deeper into what these energies are about and the interplay of the two within us. Um, how can one know if they are out of balance? Perhaps that's something to to dissect so that we can better understand what that, that shift can really entail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, I suppose, you know, when we start talking about masculine feminine energies, they talk about healthy and unhealthy expressions of each one of these polarities. So an unhealthy feminine energy and an unhealthy masculine energy. So it would be looking for and, and observing our patterns as, as they play out in our life. And once again, when we can come to this level of awareness within ourselves and, and start to become this ever-present watcher, you know, through through certain things like meditation that are really helpful for that, we can start to observe these patterns on a more deep level and not be so reactive in the moment to them and start to see the bigger picture of what's playing out in my life. So to answer your question from there, like what, what would the signs be that we are in one, maybe a bit more of an unhealthy expression? So one of, one of the unhealthy expressions of uh, um, like masculine expressions would be around um, being really closed-minded, closed off emotionally, uh, quite stoic, uh, quite lone wolf. Um, you know, this uh, it's almost like a front that is is put on um, to to protect an actual uh, underneath a, a fear, a fear of not enoughness, a, a hurt that as as there. But this this uh, unhealthy masculine front is put on. So there's some of the attributes. That, that can show up where we're closed off. And this can happen within men and, and within women, of course, because we both have these polarities and, and they're just frameworks to help us understand ourselves. Another thing is pushing through and getting things done, but at the detriment of everyone else around us. We're so focused, we're so determined, but yet we're so disconnected. We don't mind who we knock out of the way as we go. And we see this, uh, you know, in a, in a larger scale in society, um where people have outcomes companies and corporations have outcomes and it doesn't matter about nature or the indigenous people or 
uh, even society as a whole, but they're going to hit their KPIs and uh, it, it doesn't matter who or what they harm or who else loses out because of that. So we can see in that way that's completely out of balance with nature um, and that would be more of that masculine, unhealthy masculine expression. Um, you know, and, and while saying that, you know, that ability to disconnect from emotions and disconnect from uh, being caught up in emotions can also, when it's balanced, be a very healthy masculine attribute because there are moments in time where we do need to get things done and move forward, even when the emotions are arising. So it's about having, once again, this balance that that would be an unhealthy expression, but the balance would be, okay, being in control of when I drop into stoicism so I can move forward and get things done, but I can also click out and drop into and feel the people around me. Am I hurting anyone by doing this? And being able to navigate, you know, moment to moment, minute to minute, so with all these expressions, there's no bad expressions. It's just either it's in balance or it's out of balance. Um, so that's that's some of the more masculine attributes that we we know. Um, you know, really going for what you want, and other people sometimes are not so good off because of it. Some more of the um, you know, some of the, more of the areas that we can come into more balance from from the feminine side is being. Uh, so caught up in emotions, so so caught up in in uh, what's happening within ourselves all the time, being caught up in the chaos, and that can end up turning into projection onto other people when we don't have the masculine awareness. Uh, the, the unhealthy feminine expression can just turn into a throwing match of unprocessed emotional trauma and making it other people's problems without the awareness to see. Uh, where is this coming from within me? Why am I getting triggered by this? Uh, knowing that if it's coming up for me and I'm getting uh, triggered by it, that it's actually something within myself to integrate. That awareness is, isn't is there when we drop into more of an unhealthy uh, feminine energy, so that, that leashing out. So, you know, it's interesting when we talk on a global scale, when we think about some of the, the things that are deemed in uh, media as unhealthy masculine traits, they're actually unhealthy feminine uh, energies and energy traits by this particular spectrum that, that I speak to. So, yeah, it is interesting and it is also, of course, so confusing because we've got these words that are used all the time um, on, a, on a social scale and then obviously within the spiritual community and there's different layerings of meanings behind them. Um, but ultimately... These, these two polarities, when we can see we come out of alignment with the healthy expression of these two, it's not about us being bad or shameful or wrong. It's an opportunity to go, well, how do I want to come back more into balance with myself and to create inner union within myself? Because I know if I'm creating turmoil in my relationships externally, I've got turmoil and there's fighting and bickering going on. It's actually there's bickering and fighting going on within myself. I'm not, and I'm not looking at that and I'm creating that then externally because when somebody's good within themselves, they're not coming into a room and trying to prove other people wrong. They're not needing to push people out of the way because, because they're really those people that are good within themselves. They draw in others. They draw in, they excite people. They uh, energize people. People want to be around them and support them in their ambitions because they're turned on. They're turned on to life and people want to feel alive within themselves as well. 
So when we come into this balance, of course, everything starts to come into alignment. We draw in the people that uh, that want to be around us and support us on and our mission. Of course, we want to support them as well. You know, we don't have to push our way through. We don't have to project onto anyone uh, because we know that the power is within and with owning our own shit, not owning our own triggers and realizing that those triggers are actually pointing us back to parts within ourselves that we get to love on more, that we have to bring some love in and bring in and re reparent ourselves to a level because, you know, this the past traumatic events that have happened to us, uh, our psyche stops developing at the age of which we have this significant emotional event. And it's up to us to be able to go back and almost reparent that younger part of us that is getting hurt or triggered in that moment when that external person says something to us. It's like, oh, I see you. I see you and I'm, I'm going to look after you. I'm not going to expect somebody else external to fix it. So it gives us this power place when we can balance these two energies. It puts us back in the driver's seat of our life. That's that's pretty much the, the foundation of it on a on a like um, yeah human level. It allows us to take control and to live the life that we want to live without excuses for why we can't live it in the way that we want to. From that space of from a place of balance, we come into a greater freedom and power to choose. Mm, absolutely, yeah, and when when we like drop into that, like if we're not choosing in life, like if we're not consciously choosing what is for us and questioning the whole paradigm, which we've been given our whole belief system structure, then who is choosing for us? Like life and this, 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 uh, this opportunity that we're given, it's like we've been dropped off with a, a clean canvas, you know, obviously, yeah, to begin with, we've, we've given these certain structures to work with these certain belief systems. But ultimately, the, the truth is on a base level, we've got a, a clean uh, canvas or you could even say like a big sandpit to play in as a kid. And we can create whatever we want. The truth is we have the ability within us to create, to, to bring ourselves into alignment with new belief systems, to release old energies, to release old traumas and to start actually creating what our heart desires. But that takes some commitment to actually getting in connection with our heart in the first place. And sometimes that means a little bit of discomfort, which is something that the world doesn't really like. You know, we've, we've been framed up in a, in a society really where everything is geared towards getting us more comfortable. You know, from going from an air-conditioned car to an air-conditioned house to having the place to put our feet up to, you know, just everything's about comfort, comfort, comfort. And yet our true freedom is in moving sometimes into the discomfort. So there is a certain determination um, and a certain knowingness and understanding that needs to be reached before we're even willing to start taking those steps because it goes against the grain of what the rest of uh, humanity is doing, um, a large part of humanity is doing right now. Yeah, certain d determination and commitment to our truth and then really learning what that truth is for me outside of all the frameworks that have been given to me by parents and communities and societies and the, pe the peers that I've grown up around. Yeah. And that begins with the questioning, um, the, the attentiveness to, to our belief systems and recognizing that these, recognizing where they may be coming from. 
Absolutely, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognizing where they're coming from. And I feel for a lot of people, you know, when there's a deeper part of us that's calling to come through, we end up creating the situations for ourselves anywhere in life where we we put ourselves against a rock and a hard place where we're made to make a decision and to and to start seeing things differently. We almost I, my belief is that we create these external situations for ourselves to grow, to rise above those baseline belief systems. Um, and this is exactly my experience. When I was around 24, 25, I had a massive breakdown. And by uh, you know society standard, that would be the worst thing that could have happened to me, losing your mind. <laughs> but yet that was obviously at the time it was hard for me. Um, and yes, I can talk to the humanness, but in the long run, it's been the best thing that's happened to me because it literally allowed me to lose my mind, exactly what we're talking about, lose my belief systems to a, to a degree at least, and to choose again, what do I want to believe? What do I want to create? What is success for me? What, what does light me up? What excites me? Who do I want to spend my time with? What experience? Um, so when we talk about having free choice, it, that that's like you know the foundation of having free choice is almost being willing to let everything go and then choosing what stays because until then we're making choices from a belief system that is uh already tainted and it's already somebody else's so yeah yeah that, that awareness is, is the the starting place yeah yeah and that's why the the fundamental the foundation is recognizing that you aren't your thoughts you aren't your beliefs because that opens up way for that that freedom to choose. I also wanted to mention that power of now, um, I think like yourself and many others, set me forth on, that was a catalyst in, in my journey. It was very, very early on that um, that I had read that book and I, I, I really have no real words to express how much gratitude I have for that man who wrote it, Eckhart Tolle, and for that book showing up in my life. I mean, it had to. It was, it was always meant to. Um, yeah. That for me was a, a huge, I, I kind of point to it as being a, a first step in my journey. Mm-hmm. Of course, not yeah. actually a first step, but um, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the awakening to our power, um, our, our ability to, to choose that is a, um, again, that's a, a pivotal point in my journey. So power of now, for those of you that haven't read it, it's a uh, required reading in this course. <laughs> so brother, um, let's take a pause there, just see what, that's something that I've been giving myself a little bit more space to do when I remember to not rush into any line of questioning before source delivers the area that we're being most called to go. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that you uh, you mentioned that I feel is so important for us to, to recognize is the way in which what plays out in our relationships and our experiences is reflects what is occurring mm-hmm. internally. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, when there's issues and conflicts occurring in relationship, what that really points to and is suggesting of is that there's something of inner turmoil taking place. 
And I think that shift in perspective that, you know, the reason why I'm experiencing this conflict with the other um, is because there's something within myself that is needing to be resolved. Uh, you also mm -hmm. mentioned, and I just want to kind of recap and reiterate some of these powerful points is um, when you come from a place of wholeness, you aren't looking for or you don't feel the sense of neediness to get something out of the other person. And from there, you go into a relationship more with a a, a wanting to to play, to enjoy, to to give even. Uh, rather <laughs> being trying to to fill this um, this this empty space, this this unresolved need that can't really be resolved from something externally. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of the work that you do is in relation to sacred union. Is that a is that a term that you you find yourself using at all? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, in different space, in different times, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. Mate, do you want me to speak to what, what that, what at least what I feel that is? <laughs> to, I think that is uh, you know what I, I haven't. I don't think we've ever really dove into this area um, on the podcast before. So, yeah, I, I, let's let's bring this together. Um, we're speaking about the interplay of these energies within an individual. Let's let's tie this into the way this plays out in in relationship with the other. Hmm. Yeah. So what what I really feel like sacred union is or sacred relationship or sacred relating is being able to see the depth in another, being able to see past the personality, past the physical, and see the actual the core of the person. And you can call that whatever you want, the soul, the essence, the, the spirit, um, and connecting in with this person. And to me, sacred relationship uh, or, or sacred union is a place to come together where we both have a common intentionality of uh, creating a space for one another to grow, that we're actually wanting to draw forward this, this this true essence of the person so that they can embody it even on a deeper level within themselves, supporting them in, in this and bringing more awareness in into the space rather than just projecting onto each other. So within sacred union, triggers and, and different things that are coming up for us become tools uh, to be able to work through as an individual but also as a collective as we're both birthing each other and initiating each other into a, into a higher awareness, into a higher integration, into a healthier mind, body, and, and spirit, you could say. Because when one area is out, uh, the rest all gets thrown out as well. So at the basis, it's wanting the best for the other person uh, at, at its very core and almost like an agreement uh, like I feel like sacred relating and when that's held in, in reverence is like an agreement to to draw forward the best in the other person and, and also be committed to the best within yourself. And you could, yeah, so that, that's like a definition in my opinion of that and of like why is relationship sacred? Um, I, I see it as being a like a powerful, powerful pathway to bring us into our fullness and wholeness and, and into our fullest expression. 
in an ability to be able to use relationship, however, you know, I'll, I'll speak to intimate relationship, but to use an intimate relationship when that agreement's been made to birth my fullness in, into this life and to be able to experience myself in my fullness. And when we think about life, all of the things that we do, whether it's us wanting to buy a new car or the house or spend time on holidays, it's, it's not about the, the thing ever. It's always about how we experience ourselves in doing that thing or, or achieving that outcome. It's about us when we're sitting in the, the new car, you know, it might be a BMW, the way we feel in our body sitting upright, the lever on our skin. It's the way we're experiencing ourselves when we're traveling. It's the freedom and the excitement and the, the joy that we, so yeah, this, this relationship, just the same as these other things gives a really solid and, and relationship especially gives a solid container from which to experience oneself at the most uh, integrated levels. Purely because, especially in, in like sacred relating within a, an intimate relationship, there's nowhere to hide. You know, in, out in the world, we can put our masks on and say, this is what I want you to see of me. And this is, uh, you know, and these other things I'm going to keep to myself and I'm going to push them down in my psyche into the shadow. Um, and we can get away with that, you know, for the best part until we get too close with people and then everything comes out usually. We get really close and then we start potentially hurting one another because we've got these deeper parts where we're hurt. But within relationship in real time, we are constantly triggering one another because we're in close proximity and there's a lot of intimacy. So really it's this constant uh, prodding and poking of each other's wounds, which allows us to very quickly, if we're willing to take it seriously and see the reverence and the power of relationship to evolve at a very fast rate and, uh, you know, evolve obviously spiritually to higher levels of awareness and fulfillment within ourselves, but also evolve in our life because where we're blocking, like wherever we're in resistance to anything in life, we're blocking our abundance. We're blocking our level of connection to others. We're blocking our uh, amount of income we can make. We're blocking our level of experiences that we can have. So also on a very practical level, relationships and ability to clear through our emotional baggage um, so that we can show up in life and create the life that we want to. Um, so that's to me why relationships sacred because it brings us and it allows us to grow uh, as an individual and also as, as with another and in this third entity of relationship that we create together. So, yeah. Yeah, it becomes this, this powerful, powerful um, piece of evidence and uh, mirror for us uh, that can catalyze some, some great growth if we use it and see it as that and we we you have to address the relationship as that that opportunity for growth again coming back to it um awareness is what opens up way for the the choice and the use of this opportunity um i also want to kind of mention there that you know still all of this applies would you agree to would you agree that it still does apply to other relationships in your life, not necessarily a romantic relationship? Absolutely. The dynamic is exactly the same. And this is why when we are willing to do the work within our intimate relationships, that all of our relationships improve. Mm. Yeah. So it, it is the same dynamic, but I suppose things come up quicker. 
sooner more readily and it's almost like an incubator for growth within intimate relationship because there's nowhere to hide so it just comes up quicker but yes all, all relationships with other people everyone wants to be seen heard and felt everybody wants to be respected everyone wants us to be present with them and to really care about what they're doing so when we can learn to care about ourselves first to learn to uh, care about our beloved through caring about ourselves, then we can meet people in all relationships on a far deeper level and on a far, far deeper level to the point that you're saying hello uh, to, you know, it might be the checkout lady that's at the supermarket and you can see them lighting up inside. You see something in their eyes switch on because they haven't been received that deeply all day. You know, you're the first person that's taken the time to not only ask how they are, but really give them some presence and hold space for them because you know in your depth that they matter and you you want to actually have that interaction with them. You want to come into uh, a relationship with them, even though it's very short, but to really honour coming together, even though it might be over groceries, it's still two humans. Like it's, it's, it's something beautiful and sacred, humans coming together. Um, so when you're able to see the person at their depth and speak to that part of them, it's like piercing through all the armour and you can really hit them in, in the heart and, and open up. These people can sometimes end up opening up beyond what they might have told their own partner at home or their own family because you've reached them and you've met them at a depth uh, which they may not have been met before. But this can only happen through meeting ourselves there first. We can only meet another at the depth we've met ourselves. So, yes, absolutely, our external relationships uh, bloom and prosper and they become rich and meaningful and uh, symbiosis and, uh, and a weaving of adding to one another's lives uh, definitely comes from that, yeah. That's beautiful, my man, and I'm, I love that you bring it to the, um, the analogy of what we might have previously thought of as a insignificant interaction right over yeah. the groceries but yeah. what you how you speak to such an interaction makes me realize that you know there's there's sacredness there's beauty and in, in that and mm. each and every one of our interactions and you know i want to say that one might not hear this and and feel that sense of fire and connection with with something like this right but um I want to say that we can share that sort of bond and connection with the passerby on the street. And I know that from experience. Now, I will say that I don't always feel that sense of connection with others, but um, I know from personal experience that's possible and it brings a deep sense of just fulfillment, joy, love when when we walk into the world and we, we see each other from that mm -hmm. from that place. A deep sense of meaning as well, brother. Like when we start really realizing the sacredness of all human connection and all mm. human relationship, there's a deep meaning and purpose that comes into life. You know, going from the profane and just like the, the 3D of like just go to work and get things done, come home and achieve my goals list to the profound, like where we're coming into a deep dance in life and it becomes something beautiful and, and sacred. And I feel like, accessing the sacredness of life and actually how beautiful it is and how blessed we are to be experiencing it comes through relationship. 
uh, and, and experiencing ourself in relationship with others and experiencing others and their beauty and our differences on a human level and our similarities on a deeper level. So, yeah, we're, we're all on a deeper level. All of our behaviours, all of our patterns, all the, even like the dysfunctional ones, we're all looking for deeper levels of connection. We might be unconscious to that, but in whatever way it is, whether it's the guys um, that, are, that are doing up their cars, there's a, there's, a, there's a similarity, there's a meeting point for these men to come in with deeper connection. Um, you know, just, just everything that we do, it motivates us to, uh, the deepest motivation is to come into to deeper connection, whether it's getting the house on the, the shorefront and the nice car it's so that we can feel like we're enough and thus then we can connect with others. Of course, we're already enough, and that's a limiting belief that we were not enough to begin with. But like, we're all in our one way or another trying to prepare ourselves to be enough, to be worthy, to come into connection. And the, the truth is we can just go straight to the connection. We don't have to build all the, the external things around us that we think we need to be loved or that we think we need to be worthy. There's everyone at the, deep, at the depths of them is just looking for that connection. And when we're willing to go there, we'll be met there by others that are ready and those that aren't, uh, they they usually don't come so much into our proximity, but if they do, we know that it's not about us, that they can't receive us there, um, but that they're, they're on their own journey and that's cool. So yeah, we're, we're just all looking for that connection and that's really the most, like, life can be so simple when we realize that, uh, that we can just go for the connection. We can just go straight for the connection before buying the, the BMW and having the house and being married with the two kids and all the things that society's told us that we need to do to be successful, to be loved and thus to be worthy of deeper connection. Oh, and I guess you, you describe this as our deepest yearning, what we want most truly. Absolutely. Yeah. To come into, to connection within ourself, mm. uh, which is connection with another. We can't be in connection with ourselves and be disconnected from another, we can't be disconnected from another and, dis- and connected with ourselves. Um, because when we are in deep levels of connection with self, we've got compassion and love. Um, we we hold ourselves through the emotional storm. We realize that we're not always perfect, um, and thus we can also hold this love and compassion for others. Um, we you know we're, we're slow to judge. We're fast to listen. And this relationship within ourselves is just reflected with the people externally. So it's it's not one or the other. You know, if we're if we're talking about love, and then we're going out and, and doing other things, it's actually it's just lip service because the love isn't embodied. It's not something that we're we're living and feeling for ourselves, and thus it's being shown in our actions externally. And once again, that's not wrong. It's not shaming that anything we do is wrong, but it's just like an alignment of how do I come into deeper levels of love with myself. Uh, because until then, I'll, I'll create external conflict um, within relationships. So, like, how can I love myself deeper? How can I come into deeper levels? Less judgment, more understanding, more compassion. You know, more more sacredness for who I am. More owning of my story and my journey. Um, because I know that's going to result in beautiful, deep, profound relationships where I can hold another as they're asking those questions to themselves as well. You asked the question that I want to ask. How do we how do we open our hearts in this way? How do we deepen our connection with ourselves? How mm. do we find that sense of self-love? Yeah. 
I think it's Rumi that says, I think it's one of his quotes that says, we don't need to add any more love to ourselves, or we don't need to grow in love, but we merely need to peel back the layers that block us from that love that's already there. Yeah, it's not not perfect the way I've said that, but it's around that to say that we just need to peel back the layers. And the the way that I have experienced uh, to do this is to really work with our unprocessed emotions from past traumatic events, past significant emotional events that we've been through. Um, and even, even particular things that could have happened in past uh, generations that have been passed down through our genetics as well. And with that ability to start working through those different layers, those different layers of fear that are in our nervous system, like our nervous system's being primed to be afraid of certain things and thus to uh, keep itself safe from anything like that happening again, we build a defense mechanism um, from potentially feeling that same emotion and that same scary point again. Um, and that comes in the form of uh, different belief systems where we start building belief structures that, you know, men aren't safe, women are untrustworthy, uh, you know, money's hard to come by. All these different belief systems we start creating to actually make us avoid that very first uh, incident that happened to us. Um, so we can see, once again, how belief systems are so... You know, getting stuck in belief systems isn't isn't helpful. And actually, what is is the way through is to get to the emotion underneath the belief system that created the belief system. Yeah, the emotion that was underneath that first motivating factor, because all human behavior is motivated by emotion, positive and negative. We go for the things that feel good, and we generally our natural trait is to move away from that what which doesn't. So when we experience something negative in our life, we our nervous system is primed to move away from it. Um, just like if you've had a saber-toothed tiger jump out at you as a caveman a few times, you hear a rustle in the bushes and you run off uh, without even thinking about it. Your flight and flight kicks in to get you to safety. And that's what we're playing with as well. And the way to start to move through some of the uh, less helpful patterns that we've created around uh, our fear is to actually uh, integrate those emotions. There's, there's many different modalities of doing this um, nlp is is one of them neurolinguistic programming um, hypnosis tantra has a pathway to clearing um, emotions and trauma in the body yoga has pathways of clearing emotion and trauma in the body um, different meditation techniques have have pathways um, you know, different people use plant medicine to clear trauma in the body so there's many pathways but I suppose the, the main factor within all of them is they're working with the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind um, or the unconscious mind is our body, our nervous system, where we hold 95% of our information. And until we access the subconscious or unconscious mind, uh, there's no long-term change that happens. Yeah. And when we're in um, just like things more like talk therapy or we're, we're just speaking about things, um, or we're in our head thinking about the problems, we're just in our conscious mind. So we're really just working on the very tip of the iceberg. Um, and a lot of the time we're perpetuating and we're deepening the belief systems. We're actually uh, uh, strengthening those belief systems, which are actually keeping us away from the underside of the iceberg where the freedom is going to come from. So 
whatever whatever the pathway is, it has to be working with these deeper aspects, the 95% of us, the unconscious mind, because that's where the change is going to happen. And it's a pathway over time, obviously working with people who have, have done these sorts of modalities and our practitioners in this work is, is very helpful to have a, a journey guide. Um, yeah, that's that's that way of really peeling back the fear at a very tangible level fear is trauma in our body fear is energy stuck in our body and our we're constantly um when we have that fear in our body we're going into a fight or flight response which means all of our attention and energy is going into our reptilian brain and we're not actually coming from a, a compassionate connected place where we're actually thinking logically we're going into fear and that's why we make rash decisions. That's why we impulsively do the same pattern to get away. Um, and we, we see it playing out in our lives. And when we become the observer, we know our own patterns. We know our partner's patterns. We start to observe external people's patterns because we know them and we've seen them within ourselves. Um, and we don't judge them for it. We just see the, the playing out of unprocessed emotions that are keeping them disconnected from the, the underlying truth. Yeah. So it's a process of clearing the body, clearing the nervous system, clearing emotions so that we can have a safe place to live in and thus to navigate from. Because if this place is always in turmoil with emotions moving, if it's always got thoughts that are compounding all the time and we're then on top of that, running away from thoughts and running away from the emotions, we, we never actually have enough time seated in a clear space from which to explore uh, who 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 am I? Like, who am I at my core? What what do I want from my core? What is love? And actually, be able to be in this clear space where we can come into a um, a relationship with another, and thus meet them at that depth, and meet them at that that deep core level, um, and not a mind level at a heart level. Yeah. And through so we're going pretty today, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going pretty deep today. We're just like, oh, we're going deep because deep is where it's found. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the point that you're you're so elegantly making. It's without going deep and uncovering what's there, um, we aren't going to to be able to to open up and create the space for for that greater essence to to be. Uh, to emerge through us um i think it's it's powerful and absolutely beautiful to put faith in that our natural state of being is one of of connection and love with, with self and others and through through clearing these these traumas these these layers that get placed upon that we return naturally to that state Absolutely. Yeah, you could almost imagine them as these layers that we're peeling back from our heart and allowing this this trueness of, of this heart, this love to to then be revealed once again, to be able to be felt and experienced. Yeah. And that takes a level of um a great deal great deal of vulnerability, I think. That's that's what's kind of coming through for me. It's that especially as it pertains to I mean both both the masculine and the feminine, but especially as it pertains to men, I think a lot of the, um, I can just speak for myself, this this go, go, go shift, I can change, I can create, I can make this happen, 
even as it pertains to shifting my own state of being. And what I found is that 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 while may for a, a period feel like it's getting you into this zone, this this state in which you you feel like you're being more productive, you feel like things are moving along more quickly. I keep getting called back into what is unresolved and the way to address that it seems is is not going to be with this not with this it has to be um this process of do you do you believe it's inevitable that it must be felt into these emotions need to be experienced endured um in order for that clearing to take place Hmm. I feel there's different stages. Um, ultimately, yes, we do need to feel our emotions. There is a certain amount of clearing that can work through certain processes that allows us to access the unconscious mind without having to go into the emotions as much. But there is going to be a, a layer of feeling and, and learning to work with your emotions because they're going to be a constant thing in your life, in your body. And if you cannot hold the tension of having particular emotions that have been deemed as negative in society and and hold you know sadness within the body or hold our partner when they're in sadness um you you, you can't cope to your full expansion you close down anytime sadness was come so there's a certain relationship that has to be built with the emotions and emotional maturity which allows us to show up in the way that we want to even if we were to clear all of our emotions and all of our trauma from the past, say, but we weren't able to, and we did it all unconsciously so we didn't feel it, right? Then then we would still have to deal with the the day-to-day emotions that came up. And if we weren't able to deal with them, we would probably create more trauma by avoiding them again, by pushing them down, by making them not okay, Mm -hmm. and start the pattern. So at, at some stage, yes, we have to grow in emotional maturity to take the labels of good and bad emotions and to be able to ride ride the wave of the positive and the negative and seeing you know positive and negative which neither are which they're, they're all just beautiful and they're all helping us to come into alignment and when our relationship with that changes and we're not afraid of our emotions and we no longer run from them then they uh it's not that they become less painful but we don't suffer in them you know suffering is optional when, when we make things hard for ourselves and we make it an enemy, when we make it uh, when we make it tough. But if I'm feeling, and by no means am I absolute master or completely enlightened in these areas of just, you know, doing, doing my thing as well. But when I feel my partner and she's in sadness, I can feel her sadness and I can sit with it because I've sat with my own sadness. And that may, I can be with her as she's having her moment where she needs just a little bit of love and a little bit of intention and a little bit of presence. And, you know, I can then, you know, potentially look after her in ways and do certain things that I wouldn't be able to do from if I was feeling sad, her sadness in my body and like, nah, I need to get out of here because that's so uncomfortable. I can't stand that. Like, so, yeah, that, that is really important that we can learn to, to feel yeah and again coming back to the big point too is that that opens up way for a deeper connection with the other as well something that i know that we are all looking for 
Um, but again, it's through this process of coming to connection with oneself, which entails um, integrating, transmuting these emotional emotions that are underlying these programs of not enough. I think that's the that's the biggest one. It's the yeah. I'm not enough. I, I don't feel like enough. I'm not being enough. And I see a lot of or it feels like there's a lot of action in this world that's being driven by that. All right, brother. Uh, we've gone fairly deep here. I know you and I. We can we can go deeper, and we certainly will be um, as we continue to connect and work with one another. I um, well before I begin to wrap things up, anything for you that's coming through at this moment that you wish to share? Hmm. Yeah, I really just feel with everything that we've spoken about that. You know, we, our birthright is freedom. Our birthright is to feel uh, joy within ourselves, to feel excitement when we wake up in the morning, to feel passionate about what we're doing in life, uh, to feel passionate in our relationships, to feel loved, to feel worthy. Like that's our birthright. We're worthy of that without even doing anything or needing to achieve anything. Um, and that there are pathways of getting to that and, and ways of experiencing ourselves in such a way. So I feel to uh, leave that in the space that, um, you know, you're worthy of that. There's ways of, of getting to that space that aren't necessarily given in the mainstream. Um, and and to, to, you know, if you feel to, I invite you to dedicate yourself to finding out what that means for you and what that journey is for you because there's a whole level of living and awareness and a level of experiencing yourself that may be beyond what you've, you've ever experienced before. And I know this to be true for myself. And I know there's many layers that are deeper as well that I, I still get to experience uh, different levels of connection and, and really enjoying, enjoying my life and being in that creatorship. So that's the, the last bit that I felt to share. Um, just, just that, you know, the world's your oyster, you know, like your parents tell you, you can do whatever you want to do, <laughs> like that, that little pep up speech, but yeah, it's, it is, it is. And when you are around, you know, when, when you follow your heart and you get around new communities of people and, and, and people that are doing these things, it becomes a new normal for you. Just like it seems like everyone is doing a certain thing in society. When we start following our heart and connecting in with people like uh, Brian and myself have done, we just keep creating a new normal for the level of abundance and happiness we can feel within ourselves, the new level for our relationships, for the, for our experience of life and what's possible for us. So I yeah, just wanted to leave those last few things, bro. Absolutely beautiful. Deeper, higher levels of abundance, joy, connection, understanding, purpose, yeah. passion, aliveness. That's what you, my friend, are inviting us into. And I, again, deeply appreciate the the way that you are leading by example and, and energetically inviting us into such an experience. I know it to be possible. And I'm certain that you're helping more and more people see that to be true as well. So thank you for being here, being all that you are, for sharing. Um, I honor you, my man. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you, and back at you, man. <laughs> Thanks. 
thanks for making this possible and for making platforms for people to to share what's on their heart, man. Much appreciated. Mm. Well, speaking of platforms, before you sign off here, if anyone wants to connect with you, find out more about you and the great work that you're doing, where would they best be suited to, to find you? Yeah, the best place would be on Facebook, just through my private account at Greg Barwick. Um, you'll see I've got a white shirt on and a big beard. You won't miss me. So, yeah, just send me a friend invite, send me a message if you want to connect. And, of course, my page has a lot of details about the different work that I do and a lot of content if you want to have a little bit more of a read of, of what I'm about. So, yeah, thanks, bro. Great. Well, tell you what, I'm going to keep the um, the streak going because there is a grand finale question that I've been asking mm -hmm. as the last final question to each of the interviews. Um, I feel mm -hmm. like the last flow that you went on there kind of said it all, but I'm still going to ask it and see what other potent, potent energy comes through you. Are you ready yeah. for it, my man? This is the ascending question. Okay, brother. Let's do it. Greg, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say? Just what comes straight up for me, brother, is like you you are loved, you are enough, you are worthy, you you are beautiful, full, whole, and complete. Your your journey, the story that you're playing out is is an absolute blessing you know it's a teacher for you and it's not something that you have to stay in forever it's something to teach you to a level to get you to a level of understanding so that you can then become the creator and choose what the next chapter is going to be so yeah by at the very core of your being you're a creator and you're in a creative creation space a space to play your heart out and to enjoy enjoy what it means to be human so have fun enjoy the ride <laughs> ascenders that is going to be all for my conversation with my brother greg barwick i hope this was able to support you in accessing a deeper level of connection with yourself and with others because approaching looking upon relationship as an opportunity to grow, to deepen our, our self-awareness and to enduring more fulfilling experience of life. Well, to me, this is why we're here. Before we wrap things up here, family, the activation process is here to activate in you your higher purpose if you've heard the call to serve if you know that you have something more to give if you know there's a greater purpose here for you on this planet for you to fulfill well i want you to know that this is all true this is the calling into the next chapter of your life into a higher purpose and again the activation process that i've created is there to assist you in activating this. It's a process by which you will be supported in finding clarity around who you are and why you're here, around a way that you can go about 
serving others, a gift that you have to give, that in giving, you will endure a sense of abundance and fulfillment in return. So if you'd like to learn more about the activation process, might I also mention that you can undergo it for the price of your choosing. I'm going to leave it at that and let you go explore more if you feel a sense of resonance with this over at togetherweascend.com forward slash activation. And lastly, Ascenders, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Awaken Podcast. And until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>